Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Daily Dose, your regular wellness supplement. In Daily Dose, I, Dr. Namita, provide simple yet effective tips to improve your daily health and wellness every week. As a practitioner of mental health, I'm often asked, what really is good mental health and how does it affect our lives? Well, good mental health is a state of well-being when you feel good and function optimally. That is not just an absence of disease, but also a feeling of contentment and feeling of living your life with a purpose. If you have good mental health, you feel good. You experience the emotions of happiness, love, joy and compassion and you feel generally satisfied with life. You're also likely to feel that you belong to the community and are contributing meaningfully. For some people, it manifests as a sense of spiritual well-being, feeling connected to a higher power or being connected to a higher purpose. And some of it reflects as feeling of peace or transcendence. Today I will talk about what your home can do for you to maintain good mental health. How a warm and comfortable home and domestic harmony can nourish your mental health. Let me take you through the life story of a friend. The names have been modified, of course. One fine morning when I was busy with patients at my clinic, Megan, a dear friend of mine, moved in. While I was pleasantly surprised to see her after so many years, I was completely taken aback by her appearance. She looked unkempt and ruffled. She was shabbily dressed, very unlike the Megan I had known. While our association started as a coach-client one, she was more like a friend now. The last time I saw her was about three years ago. I remember her managing her two adorable sons who were 10 and 12 then. I could also recall her husband being on perpetual travel due to his marketing and sales job. I used to think of Megan as a superwoman managing multiple roles together. As she came into my clinic, she gave me a warm hug as usual and sat down, patiently waiting for me to finish my ongoing sessions. We then headed out for some Greek food. I had decided to treat Megan with her favorite cuisine. She looked a bit flustered and lost. Cosmetics could barely hide the dark circles under her eyes. I thought I would let her settle down and then we could talk. As I was going through the lovely Greek menu, Megan ordered some wine and salad. This surprised me a bit, as Megan I knew would never drink during the daytime. Her behavior was a bit different today. I also noticed that she had gained weight and did not look too interested in the food either her favorite Greek cuisine. Something was clearly amiss, and just then, started crying inconsolably. She was in tears and was unable to stop her sobs. When I delved a bit deeper into her source of sorrow, she told me that she was distraught that her, both the sons 
woman now grown up lanky teenagers were completely disconnected from her emotionally and her husband had no time for her. Megan had left her job around eight years ago to take care of the kids and had dedicated prime years of her life to make sure that the kids had secure and stable formative years. She was completely confused and distressed by the fact that both sons liked to stay confined to their rooms and hardly participated in any family activity. Stefan, Megan's husband, still had the same job and was still travelling for 20 days in a month. And even when he would be at home, he too would complain to Megan about the family not being together and the sons acting up every now and then. Megan felt heartbroken and frustrated. She felt that she had not been able to keep the family together and inculcate the right values in her children. She had developed insomnia and had started drinking two years back. She had now reached a stage where she had to drink alcohol to take her through the day. I could see multiple issues here. When I dug a bit deeper into the issue, I realized that while there were several mental health issues at play here, the root cause was the same, the lack of domestic harmony and peace. Megan's husband's lack of participation in domestic matters and teenage kids' daily rebellions had wrecked her mental health. She was perpetually irritable, anxious and sleepless. Stefan was always stressed and worked up constantly complaining, possibly because of his work pressures. Children on the other hand were on a different track, focusing on their friends, gadgets, games and had no connect with the parents and the rest of the house. Everyone was complaining to everyone, blaming each other for all the uneasiness in their lives. It was a vicious cycle and everyone in the household was unhappy. The whole domestic environment was full of arguments, frustrations, anger, unfulfilled desires and a lot of agony. Megan was very, very sad. She lamented that happiness and peace had probably left their home for good. I tried explaining to Megan that peace and happiness doesn't always mean that we have to be in a perfect place, a place where there are no tribulations or no pain work where there is no noise, no difficulties. We can be in the middle of all the chaos and mayhem and yet stay calm and composed. Peace is when you are able to live mindfully and are able to focus on the thing you are working on at that moment. When you are at peace, you are calm and composed and you also radiate the same vibes. The peace and happiness in your mind and heart would be perceived by anyone coming into your space, into your home or your workplace, especially children. Children are gifted. They perceive. They don't need to be told. They perceive and absorb the unspoken words, the expressions and the actions of their parents and other family members. If the family members are calm, rational, environment at home. Children grow better both mentally and physically.
I could see that there was a remediation journey ahead for both Megan and her husband Stefan. I worked with both of them for over three months to get them back on track. It involved making conscious changes in Stefan's work life and mindfulness sessions for Megan. I explained to them that it's normal to have arguments and discussions at home, but it is up to us to make them constructive rather than negative and denigrating arguments. We all work in tough, demanding situations, but it is up to us to insulate our households as much as we can from the spillover of the office politics and drama. The words that we choose to work use at home are the ones that children will learn to use as well. The words we use and the emotions we radiate set the tone for the environment at home. It is never easy to disconnect one mood from the other, the way we feel at work or at home, but it is important for us to realize that all of it impacts us. It impacts our family and the overall domestic harmony. Dear listeners, a house becomes a home when there are healthy relationships flourishing there. The sounds of laughter, aroma filled cooking in the kitchen, someone calling out from one room to the other, sharing the exciting events within the family, everyone getting together for a game of monopoly, sitting together at dinner table. This is what happy living is all about, not just the perfect house manicured walls and glossy furniture. And yet, before I end, I would like to let you all know that each one of us can have some bad patches or phases in life. Do not hesitate to reach out for help during those vulnerable times. It's okay to ask for help. Reduce the trauma caused by it and protect your home. Good mental health affects our lives deeply and positively. And it is up to us and each one of us to maintain us. It. The HealthNet team is always there to help. Please feel free to connect with me at namita at healthnuts.in. Thank you for listening and sharing with friends and family. Stay safe. Stay positive.